1: Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Hey, thank you for checking out Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark. And, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, one of the best parts about doing this show is discovering new bands that I instantly love. Jaguar falls into that category. Oyemi Noise from the band joins me today, and she was so sweet. She hung in there even though my brain seemed to kind of be in a sleep mode. But even though I seemed to struggle, she did not. She talked about how her mom pushed her to be in a band which ultimately led her to meeting Jaguar bandmate Lemmy through MySpace. And after meeting him, she discovered she was in the band only by checking out the MySpace page. The band and its sound has shifted a lot over the years, and Oyemi discusses how the shift from a four-piece to a trio gave them the freedom and really helped take them from a heavy shoegaze sound to something a lot poppier. She likes to call it future pop. They have a great new album out called Gold that they are learning how to play. And that's because it was written and recorded during the pandemic without the possibility of really working them out live. And they're already working on the next album. So give them a follow at Jaguar Music. Pick up the latest album, Gold. And follow us at Performance Anx on the socials. Support us at performanceanx.threadless.com or ko-fi.com slash now let's jump right into the international episode with oyemi noise from jaguar on pantheon podcast network
0: (laughs) perfect (laughs) all right so this is oyemi from jaguar we just released our new record gold um you can find us on facebook jaguar and on instagram jaguar music you can stream the heck out of it everywhere go on bandcamp check our merch check our music and uh yeah I was happy to be here at the performance anxiety podcast. Perfect.
2: (laughs) So to start with, how did you get into music in the first place? Was there a, a lot in the house growing up or was it something that you just had this desire to, to learn about?
0: Yeah, so me personally, I actually grew up learning an instrument pretty early, so um, I come from a very musical family, so from my mom's side, um, my dad's side is not the most musical people in the world, but, um, my mom is, and, uh, yeah, her, gra- like my grandfather and my grandma on my mother's side, they were both uh, music teachers actually. Oh, cool. So everyone in the household, um, always had to learn an instrument. So my mom has two other sisters and they all learned instruments when they were super young and sang in the choir. And this was also expected from yeah all the other people that came to the family later so, wow um i basically had no choice though so um <laughs> yeah so when i was when i was six years old um i learned uh, to play the flute actually oh wow um i i did that for eight years and um then i switched to guitar when i was 13 because i wanted to be a rock star and then i was like flute's <laughs> not that cool so um let's do guitar
2: <laughs> hey there's only one flute rock band and then i don't think you anybody's coming to take Jethro Tull's crown anytime soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody wants to. No, maybe not, (laughs) but yeah. So this was that, um, yeah, 13 learned guitar. And at one point I said to my mom, okay, I don't want to learn classical guitar anymore. I want to do electric guitar. And then she was like, yeah, but then you need a band because I'm not going to invest in guitar that you're not going to use. And I was like, yeah, sure. Wow. (laughs) That makes sense actually. But the thing was, I was also like, pretty depressed um isolated girl when i was a teenager i didn't have so many friends and um yeah going out uh, to meet new people to form a band with was not
2: oh we froze a little bit there
0: there There we are again there
2: we go okay i was. just said the message to someone about to try to restart it but i guess we don't have to do that now okay so it's fine so before we both froze up you were saying that you didn't have a whole lot of friends and so you you had to go out and try to find friends to to start a band do you think that maybe that was a way for your mom to get you out and meeting people sure yeah we you can meet you just, you just gotta go meet people to start a band
0: yeah, yeah for sure definitely my mom saw the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> mom
2: being sneaky and she sneaky. took it
0: and ran with it
2: <laughs> oh mom, yeah. yeah for sure moms do that yeah, yeah, true. They sure. Because can... they're also like very smart. Yes, yeah, sure. You can do that, but you got to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm very thankful for that. So um, this is how I got like my first drummer. Then he had friends. We had our first band, and this is how I personally found um, into music. And I think I was around sixteen. 17 when I had my first band. So nice. this is where I started. And not long later, actually, I uh, found uh, Lemmy, who's the guitarist of Jaguar. We found, uh, we met over Myspace, actually. Oh, back wow. In the
2: days. <laughs> That's going back. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling old now. Very old. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, this,
2: your early band, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jaguar has a definite... Well, I, I can't even really say they have a definite sound because there's been a big shift in the sound, but before we get into that, did the early bands sound anything like Jaguar?
0: Not at all. Like I can, like my band, definitely not. My first band was metal bands. Oh wow. Um, so, uh, pretty far away from what Jaguar is doing actually. What were you listening um, to at the
2: time that made you go into, wanted to go in the metal direction?
0: The thing is, um, I actually was more into punk rock at the time and like punk rock and hardcore music, like everything from, I don't know what was around back then. I think like things also like at the drive and I already loved at the time yeah. and, um, yeah, I think like there were like some German hardcore bands that no one know and like the punk <laughs> bands that were around the scene um in my hometown. So okay. nothing that anyone knew. But I also listened to Touche Amore, for example, and like these kind of things. Rise against I think ah. I also listened to. Yes. So things like that. And um the drummer that I found was like a big metal hat. Like he was listening to Slipknot all day long. And what? so I had no real choice. And then I was like, okay, then do metal, whatever. Yes. I didn't I just wanna play.
2: Right, <laughs> yeah. right i'm doing what mom told me to do <laughs>
0: yeah definitely so i did that um yeah so no it wasn't not uh not like jaguar at all and also the others uh, in the band um lemmy our guitarist and chris our drummer they both were doing like different things i think chris was more into punk rock also um at the time and lemmy like he had like several bands uh, back then already like he had like a, a how do you say like a blues rock band oh, cool. um like blues Indie, uh, stuff. Uh, he also played, um, in like a very classical rock band. Um, that was like, they were getting around, um, in the scene a bit. So yeah, we were all doing different things basically.
2: Interesting. Yeah. So how did, this, how did you end up meeting Lemmy in the first place?
0: So, um, my Oh, that's <laughs> meeting, right. Yeah. Um, MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. Meeting Lemmy. And then, uh, we met up one time and, um, Lemmy is like a, a bit older than me. Like he, for a bit like he's seven and a half years older than me okay and so when i met him i was I think 18 19 or something and still that shy little depressed girl so um, i met this like older guy and i was like what the hell do you want from me i don't know shit
1: <laughs> so
0: uh that was that was the first meeting was an interesting one i would say uh yeah but um he for, for some reason he saw something in me and i was just like how like i don't know what i'm doing i cannot write songs i don't know anything um but yeah one time he was like yeah but i heard you also you also play guitar and you sing and you write songs don't you want to play something for me and i was like hell no (laughs) i don't want to to. but then he kind of pressured me into it and i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna sing you one song that i wrote and he was actually yeah like i think he saw like something like a raw diamond situation and i was like you have a really good voice actually and um your song for the age that you're at like it's it's not that bad. And I would like to have a band with you. And then he basically just decided that the band is existing and I'm in it. I was on vacation and <laughs> then I saw MySpace profile following me. And I saw that this was a band where I'm in. I'm like, so you just decided I'm, that I'm in your band without asking me. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is the best way I've ever heard of anybody joining a band.
0: Yep, i didn't have a definitely. choice <laughs> nope i was just in it i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible yeah so he mm-hmm. he came up with the name and everything um back then we had another name so um this was like the four project um of Jaguar, the pre project it had like a really weird name he came up with it it was called the Artbreak break heart shop oh and um that is yeah different it's uh it's different for sure and yeah i think like we were we were doing like some i would say indie rock like influenced by a lot of things like dinosaur junior oh. Pixies, like this kind of music okay and yeah this was when was that i think 2009 I think was that and then we were doing that for a while and we had like several people joining the band leaving the band all the time and Lemmy and I were basically the core so this of before the band Chris joined. point yeah this was way before Chris joined okay. and then at one point we were just like okay we had like a we had a phase where things were not really going well and we were thinking of ending the band and um yeah basically i was just like i don't want to end this like i love this i want to continue doing this with you and then we changed the name we were like came up with jaguar and we're like okay we're gonna do something something different like we're gonna start this new we start this from scratch
2: so how did you guys come up with the name jaguar because i Mm -hmm. i think it's great I love it. I, I mean, there, you know, there is the old, old uh, TV show, Jag Jaguar. There's also, that's the way the British pronounce what we in America say is Jaguar. So yeah. I kind of like both reasons, but well, how did you guys come up with Jaguar? Cause you spell it J A G U W A R.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, we came up with, like, actually, Lemmy came up with that because um, this was still in the Outbreak Hardshop times, and um, we wanted to do, like, an EP or something, and he was working on a cover because he was already, back then, always doing our cover artworks like he does today oh, still. So, okay. And he, he came up with this uh, with this cover because we got we're getting more into this shoegaze thing at the time, and he basically built a cover where you had, like, two um, Fender Jaguars, um, like, growing out of each other it was like a weird a weird thing <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> and yeah they grew out of each other and then he was thinking of a name how to name that EP and then he came up with like Jaguar because it was like kind of a I don't know like a weird hybrid situation of Jaguar guitars and was fitting to like a shoegaze vibe and all of that and so yeah and then a friend actually said like was an, an uh, ex-girlfriend of his and, he, and she was like yeah you know the Art Break Hard Shop is like a mouthful way of maybe you you want to find a new name? And then I saw like, yeah, we have this new, this new beat that we thought we're going to call Jaguar. And then, yeah, we changed the band name to that. That's
2: awesome. That was a good suggestion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think so too. Jaguar is much catchier.
0: Mm -hmm. It is. And she was like, when you want to get
2: big, you should change the name. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, you can't do it after you started. It's a little harder at that point. So that sound... You said you you were doing more Dinosaur Jr., Pixie's Influence stuff. How did the the sound shift? Because the first EP, one, I mean, that's got My Bloody Valentine written all over it. And then the, the Pixies. Was My Bloody Valentine even on your radar at that point?
0: Um, on my personal radar, it wasn't. But um, Lemmy introduced me to a lot of music uh, back then. And okay. he was already listening to My Bloody Valentine. He had like he collected vinyls um, already at the time, and he bought this um, like bought Loveless um, somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, like he was showing me that, and I was just like, That's actually cool. And I think, and that's the thing with My Bloody Valentine specifically um, as like the biggest, I don't know, most important influential shoegaze band or whatever, is that I feel they always had like this punk attitude. Like they had this edge to it. So it wasn't too far away from my taste actually back then. So I felt like, yeah like they're noisy and um it's weird and they have like weird ways of singing and sound structures and all of that it was like kind of weird but still it was like fast it was hitting and i love that also like i'm not the biggest loveless fan by the way i know everyone thinks that's the best thing that my bloody valentine did Uh i disagree and this maybe makes me a hipster yeah. or whatever that I'm like, oh, I loved them before they did Loveless. I just don't think it's the best record. It's fine. I'm more wow. into peace anyways. And I think the, you made me realize a piece like way better and this is what, like you made me realize, especially this song influenced um, Jaguar back then a lot, I think.
2: Okay. I, you know, I Yeah, I can yeah. definitely hear that really early My Bloody Valentine sound <laughs> in, in the, especially the early Jaguar work. Yeah the music it's you've got this heaviness to it but then there's also especially the first two eps and, and, and honestly if you were to play me iwo jima island without telling me anything, just play those two songs back to back, I would have sworn it's two different bands. Held shift. You kind of did a, a little bit the reverse of My Bloody Valentine, because they their really early albums were very poppy. And then they just Kevin Shields just went all in on noise. And you guys are kind of doing it backwards for the, compared to what they did. You went you're all noise, and now the two full lengths have a lot more pop influence to it. It's, how did that creep into the sound? actually it didn't even creep in it just boom it just hit you once it's like i shouldn't even say creep it just a total shift
0: yeah yeah i think um i was thinking about that a lot actually because um the thing is yes i was like this punk rock girl listening to uh, like this kind of music but still um the way that i grew up was also a lot influenced by different kinds of styles of music so i was never like very closed off being like i only listen to this or i only listen to that right. i was always listening to a lot of things actually and uh, pop music any kind of pop music like very intelligent pop music indie pop music but also like what's on the radio i still like i love i love karaoke like that's my jam. nice <laughs> i was always listening to that so that was that was cool and i think um lemmy was also always like influenced by so many things and doing these two EPs in the beginning was like a transition phase from us going from what our pre-project was finding into this shoegaze thing being like we want to do like we want to be more experimental with sounds. We want to create walls of sounds like this was what we wanted to do. Yeah. And then doing these three piece and then being like, OK, uh, but there can be more to it, like bombast and like really big, big sounding um, production doesn't mean you have to do this shoegaze thing like you can also create that in different ways mm-hmm. so i i see a continued uh, like i can see that it's continuous for me how we evolve but of course it's always when you're inside the band and you're creating the music you you see that yeah and for other people it's more like oh they did that and for some reason this happened and for me it's not that far away actually because i think we are still we're still a very loud band we still have a very full sound like this is still what we are doing yeah um, but with more like vocals more in the front not like this shoegazy somewhere in the back vocals where you don't hear them um this was important for us also because i didn't want let's put it that way i feel the shoegaze scene i had a shoegaze blog also at that time so i was writing about shoegaze oh, cool. a lot and like people knew me in the scene also internationally because i had this blog and What I noticed was that everything was always so, it was just about the sound, sometimes not as much about the songs, and also not so much about like lyrics having any meaning. And so it's like kind of shallow sometimes, what I would say. Uh, Yeah, I can
2: see that. Yeah.
0: mm -hmm, You you can't
2: hear them a whole lot of the time. Yeah. They're in the back.
0: Definitely. And they're that's way the down style. in the mix.
2: Yeah, they're way down in the mix and they're so reverby. You, you know, it's more, I think, and, you know, maybe this is unfair of me to say, but it, it seems like maybe there's not a whole lot in the lyrics and it's almost like the vocals are just another instrument. So. Yeah. yeah
0: for sure that's also how i see it and that was fine for the time that we did it but also um me as a person i also evolved at like everyone evolves over time forming like new opinions and i was like okay actually i want people to hear what we are singing about and um me writing a lot of the lyrics uh i was just like yeah like no one's actually hearing what we are singing and there is things that i have to tell And I want people to be able to understand what I have to tell. And I don't want to hide the lyrics somewhere where no one can hear them, but be more, be more confident about that, having something to say. And also like getting more political in my views. And yeah, I got, I grew up, I was not like this teenage girl anymore. I was growing up and I formed opinion about things and I wanted to use music also to transport these things that I had to say. And I think this also played into that. I think that
2: says a lot about the band, because there, not a whole lot of bands are willing to make that change. You know, if you're saying, I want to express some opinions, and you've already got this sound on these two EPs, people are expecting a certain sound when they hear you, to change that up like you did, that, you know, for the entire band to be supportive of that, that's, that's speaking a lot. Yeah. When did Chris join the band? Was that, that was before you guys started recording?
0: So the first two EPs are still with our drummer that we had back then. That okay. was also the first drummer I had in my metal band. Oh, he okay. also played um, <laughs> in this band then. So uh, he actually, and I actually feel like you can hear that, that it's actually metal drummer playing these things when you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he recorded the two EPs uh, with us uh, before he left. And so basically we started with Jaguar around 2012 and um, Chris joined I think, in 2015. So okay. we were already going with the band. Okay, yeah. okay. This, yeah, because it's
2: it's kind of funny to, now that he's thinking about it. It's, the first two EPs are heavier all the way around. Like Muffhead... Is my bloody Valentine? It's just amazing. And then, if the second EP, which is a title two, is not too far removed, there's some softer elements like Kason, Kason, and, and Novice Nightlight Tigers. softer sound to it so I'm trying to think of a metal drummer in that that's, that's still actually pretty impressive <laughs> Chris joins the band and you guys start playing that or was it at the time hard for you guys to, to emulate this, the, all that noise live? I mean this, you guys there's only three of you and it's a big sound was it a difficult, mm-hmm. was it difficult to, to do that in a live setting or was, that, was it just getting as much noise as possible turning everything all the way up
0: <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think it's it's uh, that complicated, actually. I feel having a three-piece band in my books always makes way more sense <laughs> just because then there's more room for everyone. So that's cool. And I think it was a transition time for me also because in our pre-project of Jaguar, I played guitar and I switched to bass when we started Jaguar because we decided we only want to be three people because in the pre-project we were four oh, okay. and we were just like, that's just too much. It's annoying. You don't have space <laughs> on stage. Everything is just all over the place. Like, no, let's don't, let don't do that anymore. And also having people dropping out the band all the time was like super annoying. Then I was like, no, we yeah. do three people now. And actually this makes things easier. And I think it's just how you use the instruments. And for us it's like maybe also because I'm actually a guitar player playing bass. Now I also think I'm a bassist back then I just thought I'm a guitarist playing bass but now I'm very comfortable saying I'm a bassist. Oh excellent. Um, Yeah and the thing is just like the way that I play my bass is still like also very chord driven like Take a lot of room um, with the bass. So, this is already covered. So, you don't need a second guitar to do chords or to fill the room or something because you can do that with the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are just like this oh, you just play the lines or something, and then it doesn't feel that broad. But there are ways to do that just in the way that you're playing, first of all. And also I have like a lot of um effects um pedals that I use on my bass as well. So I can do a lot of stuff actually. I can make my bass sound like a guitar if I want to. Um so it's just like being flexible on that on the bass helps a lot to fill the room. And um with the guitars, I mean, people that saw us live also know that we might be a little bit going over the top with the amplifiers. Yeah. So um <laughs> I mean I like I play two two amps as a bassist our guitarist let me play four wow. four guitar amps and with that is how you can create a sound like that life. it's possible because when you have so many amps like you, he can basically emulate having four guitars if That's he wants to wow so, wow and this is how that
2: works the songwriting how do you guys do that are you um all writing collaboratively or is there one main songwriter? Uh are you writing most of the lyrics? Is is Lemmy pitching in? How does the songwriting work are you guys jamming on shoegaze? I mean <laughs>
0: Yeah. We're not really a jam. band. Uh, <laughs> we never were. Uh, like there are a few songs that were written, um, in our rehearsal space together, but, um, mostly Lemmy's coming up with ideas, sharing them with us, uh, in the rehearsal room. Then we work on that. So he has like, he, I would say he's the main songwriter in the sense that he comes up with the ideas, but we still work on that collectively then okay. and um also like usually uh when we when we work on the songs in the rehearsal room um we start doing melodies for vocals already but usually the lyrics um come way later in the whole process so we start with melodies and i think this is also what we kept from like if i can say our shoegaze times mm-hmm. i think is this is something that we we still stick with i don't need lyrics first to sing Like I can just sing a melody and use fantasy lyrics to just create a melody. I don't need vocals ready for that already. Yeah. And I think this works best for us because I think when you go like that, it's, um, you are more, uh, you're more flexible with melodies on vocals because if you have set lyrics already, then you have to fit the lyrics somehow in the song. Mm -hmm. But when you're totally free, because there are no lyrics yet, you can do whatever with your voice, and um, this works for us. And we, I, I think, we're gonna continue doing it that way. And um, when we go to the studio, then um, we write on the lyrics. Usually, it's me writing lyrics, but also Lemmy is writing lyrics sometimes or pitching in on a few on a few things. So not all okay. of the songs are the lyrics by me. But most of them, I would say like maybe 80%. And Lemmy has some songs where he wrote lyrics uh, or we collaborated on songs uh, for lyrics. This is usually how we do it. Um, with the last record, with Gold, it was a bit different because it was Corona. Yeah. So in COVID times, it not, was not that easy to meet up in a rehearsal space. Uh, so a lot of things were actually done at home. So Lemmy um, wrote a lot and sometimes i never even played the songs before we got into the studio and i just started there to actually work on bass lines or whatever Uh, so that was a very different approach i wouldn't say it was worse or if it was better it was just different
2: okay we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors I want to take a minute and talk about our sponsor, Tiesta Tea. Tiesta is a tea company on a mission to create loose-leaf tea beverages with premium ingredients that taste good and do good. Each tea is blended for one of five categories, so you can energize, slenderize, boost antioxidants, boost immunity, and relax. My current favorite is blueberry wild chow. You know, when I was growing up, my dad always told me, once you go loose, you never go bagged. You know what? He was right. Go to com and use the promo code ANXIETY15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Think you know tea? You haven't tried Tiesta tea. In listening to everything, there's, I can definitely hear a little bit of a transition. So with um, the first full-length album, Ring Thing, I can definitely hear a like we're saying a, a huge shift in sound but there all are also a few transitional songs like slow and tiny and the song weak That's kind of a, of a mix of the poppier sound with some, like, blasts of noise right in the middle. Of it. And I love that. They, I mean, they combine the two phases of the band. Ah, where the hell was I going with that? I'm, see, I have not finished my coffee yet today, so. Uh,
0: I see. <laughs> yeah, it's early for you, it, it, right? For me, it, it's already dark. I, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Um, mm. So I guess, I guess my point is, um, you've got this great... Sound Uh, So slow and tiny and weak. It's got this great mix of the two sounds. And it kind of sounds to me like if I don't know how familiar you are with 80s cinema, but it kind of sounds to me like if my buddy Valentine was asked to score a John Hughes movie like The Breakfast Club or Pretty in Pink or something like that. It's just it's this really cool combination of two things I didn't think went together. And I think that's one of the things I love about the sound. The other is that you guys aren't afraid to stretch the songs. So you've got this sound that could fit right into the middle of the 80s where extended songs weren't very popular in pop music anyway. But you're not afraid to do a, a six, seven, eight, nine minute long song. And I think that's another thing that makes you guys unique because you've got this... I don't, want to, and I hate to say the word retro because it's not this retro sound. It's, it's really, it's actually taking that sound and bringing it, moving it forward. But it's yeah. it's unexpected, I guess maybe is is what I'm saying. I, growing up in the '80s and hearing where your influences came from, I'm not used to hearing a nine-minute-long song that could have been a Simple Mind song or a Tears for Fears song. So I actually love that, like um, Ghost. yeah, That's Ghosts. The yeah, Ghosts. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. That's my favorite song on the album. I, love, nice. I love how it starts off with that, that feedback and, and then just transitions into something a little poppier. <laughs> ¶¶ It's a long song, and I like it because I love it so much. I don't want it to end, so I really do appreciate that. I mean, it's it's over eight minutes, and it's mm-hmm. it, and the singing is beautiful. The the chorus, everything is just it works so perfectly. And it's it is definitely my favorite song on the album
0: oh that's perfect it's interesting because you say that is um i feel with the new record with gold we have two fan favorites so far okay (laughs) on the record and i would say there's team ghosts and then there's team saint lucia islands you have like these two uh, these two things i always hear people saying one or the other song that's their favorite (laughs) that is you
2: guys seem to have something with islands because you've got iwo jima island Mm -hmm. and now saint lucia island
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's the thing about islands. Maybe it's
2: <laughs> that '80s influence. You know, it's like Miami Vice, or so everybody's on an island. That that was always the fantasy islands. Yeah, yeah. And you For guys, sure. yeah. You guys are in Germany. You know, landlocked.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. It, yeah. I mean, we have like we have a little bit of sea, but we also have a few <laughs> islands, but they're not like Caribbean islands it's, or something. It's exactly. not that it's it's very cold there, most of the time. Right, it's not Saint Lucia <laughs> or Iwo Jima. No. Oh, well, I don't think no, I want to go it's to eat.
2: Not. I don't know. Ima Jima. Nah. Uh, yeah, maybe not. But it's like it's
0: maybe you, you know, it's like this uh, the thing. I think what you what you just explained is a lot um about what we're thinking too, is we like to combine things that seem to be very different from each other and uh to have um to have the freedom to not have to stick to one specific sound and be like, oh, we're like this very extreme noisy band, and we can never have like poppy vocals because we want to be super experimental. like you can do that and you can still have poppy like a poppiness to it and this is i think what jaguar is actually about i think how we are going for the future always will be we're gonna change so the next record is also going to be different than the last record we're not that band that's going to sound the same for the rest of its existence like we like to change things up we try new things we try to evolve because this is also bands that i like to listen to did that too because yeah. if i feel like i'm listening to the same record all over again and you have like a discography of like 10 records and they all sound the same boring. i think it's kind of boring yeah exactly <laughs> right?
2: i don't want to hear the same thing over and over again either to be honest with you
0: mm-hmm for sure. And I think having longer songs, what you said is like in the 80s, it was like hard to release like singles that were like super long, like usually you wanted to be played on the radio and all of yeah. that. And I think like nowadays we have the same thing with like Spotify and all of these things. Like if you want to get into a playlist or whatever and your song is like nine minutes long they usually don't take it because they think it's too long. I think like a lot of times people also don't have the capacity to listen to a song that is that long because they want to have like two minutes and everything is said and done. And I think we're living in that time again, actually it didn't change that much. And I feel still like thinking about bands like Queen, for example, doing like super long songs that were also played on the radio back then. Like they did something that other people are not doing that's going to be played on the radio. And I think if I also like short songs, I do. I mean, I still listen to punk rock. I I also
2: enjoy short songs. Yeah. Punk. Punk's not known for its extended jams.
0: No, definitely not. (laughs) And I enjoy that too. But I also enjoy longer songs when there, if you have so much to say in a song that it doesn't get boring in nine minutes, I think you're good. But there's also a lot of bands out there having like, Ten-minute song, like I'm thinking about post-rock bands, for example. I'm yeah. I'm not into post-rock at all because I think it's super boring. That's just <laughs> my thing. Like my my capacity is also very short. Like you have to do something that changes in the song, otherwise I'm going to skip after two minutes. So,
2: okay, so that kind of makes a lot of sense with how you're saying that you're not the biggest fan of Loveless. The song soon it's seven minutes long, but yeah. it's it, once that it starts to kick into that instrumental section it's a very repetitive seven minutes and if you're not into that thing i kind of like it but just because i used to drive a lot i was in sales and Mm -hmm. hearing a song like soon it would fill the time but it would it would you know i I felt like i could listen and i could do what i had to get where i had to go and and think about what i was going to do in my job and this was just kind of playing in the background and I never really noticed that it was like seven minutes of the same dun 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 so yeah. but since that's not your thing I can definitely see where you, you kind of take that and you take that seven minutes you get a shoegazy poppy mix but you're doing things throughout the whole thing it the song is mm-hmm. evolving and changing throughout those seven eight nine minutes long sometimes.
0: Yeah for sure that's important for us because I don't want to be I want I don't want to get bored I don't want other people to get bored right. by by our songs <laughs> and um so it feels like you have like sometimes I feel like and it's also what other people tell me uh, about our songs like sometimes you feel it's like three songs in one song <laughs> and I like that yeah. because it's actually kind of like that <laughs> that
2: that is so true and I had just gone back to check the, the nine-minute song that I was singing, Eyes Collide. I mean, that's it's a great sound, and it's nine minutes of it, but it's not repetitive. track one that's a great track and that's one of the ones i was saying if you played me battles and then played me uh anything off of the first album i would be like this is two different bands is over 8 minutes long and it's it's just shifting and moving the entire time it's so great.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that is um that is something that I myself love about uh our band especially is that we can change things up like over time but also in songs. Like I think this is um something that I Hope that over time people um, manage to understand that change is the only thing that is consistent, right? Yes. And um, having that also in music, like it just relates to life uh, in general. And I hope that people will not expect us to do the same things uh, for the rest of our lives because then they're gonna be disappointed <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's, it's also when I think about like my one of my favorite artists um, ever uh, is Björk.
2: Yeah, and I'm I
0: think um, this also explains a lot because Jörg is basically doing exactly that. Like she is changing what she's doing with every record. Like oh, you yeah. can think it's something totally different, and then me as a fan, I don't enjoy every record of her. Right. There are records where I'm like I'm never listening to them because they are just not my style. I don't understand what she's actually doing there. Like I didn't get it, but still I'm gonna respect her always because I don't have to like every record maybe then it's just not for me and someone else can find joy in that and i don't then i'm gonna wait for the next record to come out and maybe i like that one and if i don't like it i go back to my favorite album vespertine by the way Uh, yeah yeah listen to vespertine so and that's okay and um i will never stand there and be like oh my god like the new Björk record is shit i don't like it at all like no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not my thing, but it's all
2: right. Well, that's that's a maturity in listening. And the thing with with somebody like Bjork is she kind of set that expectation up early in her career. You know, God, debut was different from Post, which was different mm-hmm. from uh, Vespertine, and <laughs> too and,
0: many records. Yeah, so yeah. Many it's records. so hard to pick
2: one <laughs> or two out, but each one is definitely. Yeah. T- and and sometimes it's the the shifts are subtle. Like between debut and Post was a little subtle, but Post had some really different things, like. Uh, uh, army of me army of me was a lot yeah. heavier than any of the, any of the other mm-hmm. stuff she had done so i you know yeah. i understand what you're saying yeah.
0: For sure. And then there's biophilia, for example, where she's like playing like very harpy, like she has this instrument that she built herself and have like something totally new. And like she's always inventing things the whole time. And that's that's the beauty of it. And I love that. And I wish like this is something that we can do with Jaguar to always shift, to always go new ways. And yeah, definitely. We are also influenced um, by like a lot of old stuff, to say like that. We are influenced by uh, old music um mm-hmm. and that's cool a friend of mine said something that i thought was super cute and um, she is not into that kind of music at all like okay. she listens to a lot of like afro beats and hip-hop rmb and something so not not related to what we are doing right and uh still so she came to a concert and she saw that was like yeah it's not my music at all but you know what it's super cool to see you live and uh, i feel you are sounding like uh you are doing music from the future like oh, it's like cool. pop music but it's from the future and i was like yeah future pop So I'm going to use that from now on. I love that because it's like, yeah, there's something that is like kind of familiar to people, like specific sounds and song structures that are familiar to people. But then it's like still something that is new to it. And I love that.
2: Did you get a good reaction when people who were used to the first two EPs wanted to heard ring thing and then and now gold uh, were i guess more of your more established fans were they into the change or did you did you hear a lot of uh i guess what just what was the reaction I, i'll shut up
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean there are people definitely that are that are fans of the first three P's. they are not really into the newer things that we were doing yeah that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can they can continue listening to the old things if they want to. I also see that in our Spotify uh, statistics, where ha- where we have especially a lot of people from the US listening to these two eps yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah. i can see that um and it's fine uh, i feel like people that got to know us with uh, the first full length uh, with ring thing a lot of them were like yeah it's cool and then they hold- heard gold and they were like oh my god that's way cooler yeah <laughs> so um that is nice i think like the people that got to know us with ring thing we could take them to the next record like that was fine and then there's like a part that is only listening to the two first (laughs) eps and talking in their shoegaze facebook groups um (laughs) about how jaguar was better in the beginning it's fine i was there in the beginning man (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's okay and then like doing all the my bloody valentine comparison all over again i'm like it's okay but with the new record i was also like if i read another like music journalist comparing us to ring like to my bloody valentine one more time i'm gonna be because we are not like i'm sorry i do understand you want to put us into your like your little boxes i know this is what you do when you're a music journalist like you want to be fancy and feel like uh you know things i do understand that i also i also wrote for a magazine for a music magazine in the past i know how that goes but it's also like it's okay to admit to be like i didn't hear something like that before it's fine That's to admit true. that. That doesn't make you a bad journalist.
2: No, no. And I, I mean, I kind of get it because when somebody's reading this, they're not listening and you, know, you kind of want to give them a, a point of reference. Okay, so, but maybe, maybe instead of saying they sound like My Bloody Valentine, maybe it, you can phrase it differently. Like, think of My Bloody Valentine if they wrote a movie score in the 80s. You know? Yeah. You know, maybe don't say they sound like this because yeah. you really don't... You I mean, you guys aren't a My Bloody Valentine cover band, you know, that, no. and that's evident... In, you know, the first two albums, you could say, wow, I, you know, I can definitely hear that. And then you, mm-hmm. with Ring Thing and now with Gold, you're, it's there in some of the sound, but I mean, it's just moved it on to a completely different realm that I've never heard before. And that's what I've... And maybe it's because I kind of went through it backwards you know the first thing i heard from you guys was gold then i'm like okay well now let me go back and listen to the the rest of the discography and then so i went from gold to one two and then ring things so i yeah. kind of i kind of made a loop so yeah. i was actually quite shocked when i heard one after hearing gold I was Like, whoa this is the same <laughs> band wow Mm-hmm. It's quite different. And then, yeah. then the progression made a lot more sense. I didn't realize how abrupt the change was, though. Mm-hmm. I was really blown away. You know, hearing the change and then he- hearing that from two to ring thing was just, I don't say 180 degrees, but it was just a yeah. seismic shift in your sound.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that is also where, I don't know, what we also hear a lot is that um, people say like, oh, Lemmy's voice, they sound so much like Robert Smith, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm thinking like, okay, like show me, show me one other like indie rock singer that doesn't sound like Robert Smith or, uh, I, I mean, yeah. this is just like, yeah, this is just a style of singing. Okay. Like a lot of, a lo- a lot of men that don't have like a very deep voice sound like Robert Smith like that's just
2: how that is i'm sorry <laughs> yeah when we, we, you know if you add if you put reverb on it it's gonna kind of sound that way no matter who you are yeah. it's and and Uh-oh. i can hear it in a you know a couple songs but i don't think of that i when i thought of of that it was I, i'm trying i can't remember the name of the song because i've listened to all of it in the past two days so mm-hmm. i don't remember exactly <laughs> which song it was but there was only one song, and I was like, "Now that sounds like Robert Smith." The rest, it was more like, "Okay, it sounds like you know a guy with, with reverb on his vocals." I wasn't. It was. not like, "Oh, that's that guy's trying to be Robert Smith." Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe
2: it's sure. because I, I was never huge into the Cure, so I I, I like some songs. So maybe that mm-hmm. that might be one reason why, because I'm not super familiar with their whole catalog. But
0: yeah, maybe, and that's like, yeah, I think it's 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 hard as a musician sometimes to to also stick out because. What we heard with WingThing a lot, for example, back then in reviews that we got, was a lot of, yeah, they really try to sound like this and that, and they are just reproducing things that were already there, and they're not really inventing something new. Like, we all heard that before. And when I read all these things, first, I was, like, a little bit disappointed. I was just like, oh, well, thank you for nothing. But then, um, at some point, I just thought, like, you know what? It's also the question with inventing something new in pop music is like basically everything was there already and i also don't think it's your obligation as an artist to create something that was never there before i don't think that that defines if your music is any good or not it's just like you're doing it your way and it makes you sound like you and that's okay. Yeah. And you don't have to be like I'm innovating something completely new in pop in pop music because that's almost not possible anymore at this point because well, we I, all heard everything before. And then I see like all these metal bands nowadays, and I think like you think that's new? <laughs> and well, still yeah. Everyone is listening to that. That's a,
2: okay. So a perfect example of that would be Greta Van Fleet. You know, mm-hmm. people love that band. They get compared to Led Zeppelin all the time, but yeah. you get to. Two points of view. Oh, they're just recycling Led Zeppelin, or oh my gosh, this is great. This is... So, part of what you're doing sounds like it came from the 80s. And mm-hmm. a lot of people my age remember the 80s and how a lot of. Okay, so if you weren't into really pop music, like I, I wasn't, I was a big metalhead back then. But. Yeah, Everybody considered pop music throwaway music. It was just stuff to fill the airwaves. Oh, the, this band will have one, two hits, and then they'll be gone. And that, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. that did happen. That happens every decade in every genre. So it's not unusual. Yeah. But when you start to bring those sounds back into music and you're refreshing that sound, I think a lot of people who've been listening for a while are like, oh, they're just recycling this. But Jaguar, to me, is not. I mean, you're taking Mm the sound that was popular years ago and and you're moving it forward because you're combining it with stuff that I like and that that I liked back then. So that's kind of one reason why, like I was saying, when I heard it, I'm like, I got to get these guys on because it's a unique sound to me. And, you know, I don't I can't think of another band uh, if if I was a music journalist to compare you to. So good job on, on coming up with something unique. It's, for, it's, yeah. it's, it's unique, but it's familiar. And I love it's it. That's
0: nice to hear, actually. And I yeah, love it. Thank you. That's nice because I, I like um, people, of course, to form their own opinion. And um, what your thoughts as an artist are when you produce something, you can almost always be sure that people are not gonna hear it the way that you're gonna hear it and and they're not thinking about the same things that you are thinking about but that's also in my eyes this is what how art works every kind of art right even if we look into uh, like i don't know picasso or whatever and people interpret what he was meaning with this and that yeah we just interpret that and maybe this is just not what he was thinking about at all. And that's okay. Because when you do like, you bring the art out into the people and then decide, they will decide what they do with it. Yeah. And it, then it's not yours anymore at one point. And that's just how it is.
2: Exactly. It's like children. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> you bring them into the world and suddenly they're not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> my daughter's out on her date right now, you know? hmm I can't yeah I can't you have to go it. with the
0: flow yeah. <laughs> no you can't
2: <laughs> this album you're saying that you recorded it and you came up with everything uh and produced it all during the pandemic have you had a chance to play these songs out live yet
0: Um, Yes, uh, now we did. Um, In the beginning, uh, of course, uh, we didn't. Most of the songs we didn't even play in the rehearsal room together. So um, that was special. But uh, we had a few shows um, around Germany in the past few weeks. Some got cancelled because of COVID. Some we were managing to do. And yeah, it's like super exciting because... uh, yeah, first of all, playing these songs um, is like is a is an interesting feeling. Also, when we start when we started to decide which songs we're gonna play live, we were like, okay, are we able to do that actually? Because as we never played them before and we just recorded them in the studio, and then finding out <laughs> how to do that live was a challenge uh, with some songs, That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, St. Lucia Island we're not playing at the oh. moment
1: because this is
0: something we will have to work on uh, for a while. but. songs like gold for example we um we released that as a single so we kind of felt like we have to play that song yeah and uh it's hard because like especially for me um on the bass it's just like i'm playing like this weird line we have to push like like i have so many different sounds in that in that song specifically so i and also the playing is like kind of weird at parts and (laughs) switching a lot from rhythms and I also have to sing and then it's just like, uh, Uh. I don't know know what to do first. (laughs) There's too many things and maybe it didn't go to plan all the (laughs) time but uh, we got better with time it's okay and i mean usually um the audience they don't really hear what you're hearing what you're doing wrong they just hear it and they're like it's fine Um, me struggling on stage trying to uh keep the face and be like i know exactly what i'm doing even though i i have no idea what i'm doing
2: (laughs) this is how it's supposed to be (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> True. are the songs do you think they're gonna have to evolve a little bit maybe change since uh, they were born in the studio mm-hmm. really
0: yeah for sure like uh, we just had a conversation about one song that is not um on gold but was a single before it's like just a single song it's on no record um and um that is ballet valet uh we released that song um like in between basically uh wing thing and gold was just like an in-between song okay and it should have been on the record but we for some reason decided it's not gonna go on the record so maybe it's coming on the next one and um, because the single is also a single version it's shorter than the original version so okay. maybe we're gonna put that original version somewhere sometime and <laughs> we just talked about that song the other day because we we're playing it live and lemmy was like yeah i feel like the, the guitar line that I'm playing there, all the time it like gets annoying a little bit <laughs> and I have like some other ideas of throwing like some parts in there and maybe we can still do that because we already recorded the long version it's there already yeah. he's like thinking about adding um some more uh, guitar layers at um, at some points so um i think that's cool so maybe it's good that we didn't release the full version yet so we yes. can still change it <laughs> <laughs> how much of the set list is older material Um, We're playing no songs of the first EPs at the moment. Okay. And I know people get sad about that. And sometimes I hear, oh, can you play Muffet? Or can you play (laughs) Ice Collide? And Muffet, we sometimes played in the past few years. Ice Collide, we haven't played since... I don't know. Six wow. years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so um, and this one is not coming back live. Like, people can not be sure about that. I don't see that coming back anytime. But, yeah. uh-huh. Muffet, we played a few times. But in this set right now, we're not playing any songs um, from back then. Uh, from Wing Thing, we're playing Slow and Tiny, still live, because life it's a banger, for yeah. sure. Um, this is our last song in the set and people love that one a lot. And I love it too. I love to play that song too. Because like, this has like, like this punk rock thing in it. And I love that. So um, having that at the last, at the last song, like totally escalating after that, I just want to lay down and sleep because it's <laughs> exhausting. And when, when people are asking for another song after that one, I'm like, did You just see what I just did? Like, I cannot play another song, I, I'm completely destroyed. My guitar, my, my bass is like somewhere in the corner where I just throw it in between. Like, all my pedals, like, all everything is like switched to something different. No, I'm not gonna play another song now. <laughs> it's, I always try to play that one last so people don't ask us for another yeah. song. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes they still want to hear another one, uh, but we never do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're playing. Uh, Uh, slow and tiny from wing thing and i think yeah and lunatic lunatic we're also playing okay and all the other songs are new ones oh great has
2: the whole pandemic you know we've mentioned several times that this album gold was created in the pandemic has that has that approach to creating this album changed the way you guys work together or write together
0: um i think yeah that's a good question um i think we will see i mean we recorded already a bit more songs than are uh, that are on not on the record right now so they're gonna come on the next record so we already have material for another album that's like There's maybe three songs missing, but we already did that. And we want to, yeah, we want to start writing on a few new songs um, again. And Lemmy is annoying me already every day, (laughs) being like, oh, yeah, can we, like, I have some ideas, can I show show them to you? And... Can we work on that. And I think like working a little bit more, uh, from home on songs than in the rehearsal space, I think this is definitely happening, but this has also to do with, we, like our drummer, Chris is not living in the same city. So, uh-huh. um, Chris, Chris is still living in Dresden and Lemmy and I are living in Berlin. Ah, um, okay. we moved to berlin five years ago so chris is still living in dresden and our rehearsal space is in dresden because it's way cheaper because rehearsal spaces in berlin are basically costing me another rent for an apartment wow. <laughs> because that's how expensive they are and um, so we are going back and forth to dresden all the time and of course um Lemmy is writing a lot of stuff here at home because we cannot go to the rehearsal space every time that we want to. Right. So how, um, how long of, a,
2: of yeah. a trip is that from Berlin to Dresden?
0: It's like two hours. Whoa. It's okay. Um but yeah, I mean it's not like I can just be like, oh, it's uh 6 p.m. in the evening after work i can still go to the house <laughs> hey you guys no, want to like go meet up in dresden for a little bit yeah <laughs> chat, get, yeah this might really possible and wow
1: yeah.
2: yeah what are the touring opportunities coming your way now is are things open over there and or do you have any plans to maybe come over to the us anytime soon
0: Mm-hmm. we toured a little bit now uh, here here in Germany but um yeah now we are very close to another lockdown at the moment so oh, wow. this is that um so i think like we had to move some shows that we wanted to play like last week and the week before we had to move them somewhere next year we already have um two shows planned in germany for january um that we had to move but we're going to see if that's going to happen we will Try to tour a little bit more in Germany, maybe Europe next year. We were thinking we wanted to come to the US for South by Southwest. Yeah, um, we played that one before uh, already after we released Ring Thing, but seems like we get didn't get in this time. so oh, well. that's too bad. I imagine mm-hmm. it's
2: it's hard after 2020, and you know, and to get into cuz so many people are just dying to do this now it's and that's you know one oh. of the biggest shows in the country Each year. So I imagine that's going to be a difficult one for the next couple of years for them to accommodate everybody that wants to do it.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And I mean, we would love to tour the U.S., but the problem as a European band touring in the U.S. is the visa situation. I've
1: several times. Yeah. Otherwise,
0: otherwise we would have done that. Yeah, it's it's super expensive. It's crazy. I, I mean... Who, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you just you just don't want people to tour your country. I understand. I know. <laughs> okay. You know,
2: let's make it as difficult as possible for people to come over legally.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, for sure. Because uh, for some reason, for some reason, the U.S. believes that everyone wants to move there. I'm like, no, I'm fine over here. Like, I, I just want to tour. I want to go home. Yeah. I want to go home after that. Yeah. I'm fine.
2: <laughs> I know. I, know. I, 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 I totally get that. I mean, I like the U.S., but... It ain't for everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, That's true. And it's fine, you know, but yeah, you have to uh, make that clear at the border. (laughs) I know. Uh, uh, Hey, you
2: know, you just want to visit for a couple of weeks, make some people happy. That's it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's sad. Well, so i i know people like and i know so many musicians over here in europe and i also heard people doing that illegally touring the u.s and um people being like yeah like it's super easy and i'm like yeah it's super easy but you can get like if they catch you you're gonna get blocked for the next five to ten years so yeah. um i would think about that
2: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean yeah i've had that conversation with a few people and i you know if, if you want to take that risk that's on you but mm-hmm. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta wait. Do that. No, I, I, I like Jaguar. I don't want you guys banned. I want you guys to come over here and because I, I want to hear how where this band goes. I mean, from one and two to drinking Drink in gold. I'm just excited for the next album already. And gold just came out. Yes, I'm dying <laughs> to hear the progression of this band. I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll go back to metal or punk who knows
0: maybe <laughs> one time i had a friend suggesting to me going uh he, his favorite song is iboshima island and he's always like yeah i want you to go back to that like it was kind of metal almost like <laughs> i want to hear that in Jaguar again i'm like yeah we'll see about that
2: <laughs> who knows i mean you guys are so fluid who
0: knows? yeah everything can happen
2: <laughs> that's that's the cool thing about this band this the songs the concept everything is just so fluid and just yeah it's a really wild sound it's a really unique band i'm so thrilled i got to to meet you and to discover the band so i want to thank you for joining nice. me i have kept you for over about an hour at this point i'm it's i'm looking out your window it's dark
0: mm-hmm. you
2: got a two-hour drive to dresden soon i'm sure Go, just going to jam <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah one time we will do that
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me where can people follow the band how can they buy the album and, and follow mm-hmm. tour dates and, and what you guys are up to
0: Yeah, like you can uh, find us on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that Jaguar you can follow us um, on Facebook I know only old people are on Facebook anymore but um, you can follow you can follow us there <laughs> and for sure uh, instagram uh, Jaguar music you find us there and we have uh also a website that's uh, jaguar um, de and um yeah you can also find us on bandcamp like I think bandcamp is always a good thing yeah. um, to support uh, artists there you can also find our merch there we just did new show shirts uh so if people are interested in ordering we ship uh, worldwide so feel free to order a shirt we just have to put them up the new ones but we're gonna do that soon
2: <laughs> and you know what that's a good that's a really interesting point i forgot to mention is that along with the sound of the band shifting the artwork is shifted the first two eps very loveless inspired very very shoegazy yeah. ring thing is somewhere in the middle and gold is definitely reminiscent of something that came out in the early to mid 80s yeah and it's really cool just it fits every album different change the artwork fits you guys are great with matching up the the visuals to the sound
0: yeah for sure that's very important to us like knowing that we are living in times of the internet and visuals are super important so yeah. we always try um, to be on top of our game there. And uh, Lemmy is doing all of our artwork. We have different people that we work with for music videos and for photos. Um, I think the last shooting that we did uh, for gold where we were all wearing gold was like a very good one. I love yes. that one. Being in all gold, uh, I thought this was super fitting. So yeah, <laughs> we like we are also a band, we are good to look at. We look good. So just follow us on Instagram. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the cool thing is gold, hey, gold was huge in the 80s everything was trimmed in gold
0: yeah yeah and gold gold is my favorite one i only wear gold jewelry because this also fits my skin tone a lot so So, um, gold is my thing
2: so if fans want to get you anything send you anything make it gold
0: yeah for sure throw anything on stage you know yeah as long as it's gold just hit me at the hat with it it's fine as long as it's gold like i'm fine
2: excellent <laughs> well I mean, thank you so much i really do appreciate this this has been so much fun. and thank you for working through the cobwebs in my head this morning it's that's it's uh it's not been an easy morning apparently
0: yeah i see it's okay <laughs>